The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, Ivan in for Pat. Jess Kelly joins me. She went to Wimbledon yesterday and she has a special report for us about technology. And we all know, both in cricket and tennis especially, uh, the Hawkeye about uh, line serves, uh, what's in, what out, the three appeals they have per set and so on has made the game so much fairer. But it's 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 not going to be the commentary of John McEnroe or Andrew Castle that may be the staple of the annual event. There's a new kid in town. It's called artificial intelligence. Jess, welcome to the program. Tell me what what what, what do I need to know? Because you know I'm behind the times. What do I need to know about artificial intelligence and the impact it'll have on Wimbledon? You need, you need to know and appreciate that it's going to be ingrained and it already is ingrained in pretty much every single element of the tournament now. Uh, if you download the official Wimbledon app, you will see it. You will need the Wimbledon app to get into the grounds and all the rest. But something that they've added this year that is completely different is the use of artificial intelligence commentators. Uh, so this is using a platform called Watson that can analyse ball tracking as well as the types of shots taken and the movements of players around the court to generate the commentary of some of the matches. Kevin Farrer is the head of sport partnerships UK at IBM and he took me downstairs beneath the playing level at Wimbledon to explain how it works. So this is providing commentary narration over the top of our highlights reels for this year. So this is built on IBM Watson X. This is our enterprise AI and data platform. And you can actually go into the official app now and into the website. And as you go into the video highlights section, you'll start to see these match highlights reels with the commentary available on them. It's not automatically switched on. There's little headphones in the bottom right hand corner. If you click on that, then you get the audio narration. Um, and there's the option for captions as well. And so we first of all get the data. You know, it's, it's fed massive amounts of data that it's trained on. Um, curated, it's creating trusted data sources um, and then it's making sure that that is clean, it's filtered for governance, for compliance, for profanity, um, just all of those good things. I mean, you know, we're using trusted data sources for Wimbledon. They've got different use cases, different foundation models for different industries. So there'll be, there'll be one that's trained for financial services, there'll be one that's trained for retail, we've got one for sport. And this is building on um, some work that was done at the Masters. So we first introduced our commentary at the Masters Golf. Um, so every shot, every hole, there is a narration that's available on that. This is now, we had to adapt this and train it again for the, the language of tennis, mm. the sport of tennis, and the language of Wimbledon as well. You know, this is very specific in terms of gentlemen and ladies and some of that. And, and, and the, the voiceover is a, very much an English accent and we've got a man and a lady's voice that's available. So just again, it's making them accessible in a new way. But no, at a high level, it's about you know, validating, training, tuning. An example of the tuning is the player names. Some of the player names are pretty tricky. You know, we ran the models initially um, and then listened to how it was pronouncing the names. And then, because this, this is always about humans and AI working together. So, okay, where it wasn't quite right, go in, refine it, tune it, uh, and to make sure that we were then comfortable with what was going out mm-hmm. on the, the final product. And then it's using that generative AI to come up with lots of different, um, so this is kind of the metadata, using lots of different variations on um, the actual interpretation of what's going on on the court, because mm-hmm. you can say that in a number of different ways. Okay, uh, so I, so it's AI commentary. Yeah. Is that it? So, I mean, like, first of all, 
Djokovic serves at 120 miles an hour, you know, it would want to be pretty quick on the AI to be able to say, and there's a backhand volley and it's gone mm. into the net. So what what you're looking, what will it look like in AI commentary? Yeah, so it, it's very comprehensive. And the really interesting thing is that a lot of the insights that are being used uh, behind the scenes are actually then reported on by the on-air commentators on the BBC, for example. So I was down in the tech bunker in Wimbledon yesterday and they have big screens and there are little tracking boxes on the racket, on the player's wrists, on their ankles, and it analyzes in real time and it comes ah. up on the screen as to what they're doing. That then is fed into a text form and very quickly it generates paragraphs. So it's not really being used in real time. So it's more for highlights. Uh, so so, so it's, it's not actually live commentary, which you can see anyway. Mm. It's actually to say the number of second serves that have gone into exactly. the net or every time he comes into the net he he is he, is following it successfully or it goes out so it actually gives you hard data to analyse from which you can give a sort of narration of it. Exactly. And so one of the great things is, say if you, if there are three or four players that you're really, really interested in, you can go into this portal, select them, and the AI will create its own highlight programme just for you. So you get a personalised sort of match of the day-esque video. Uh, so it's video. really analysis. It improves analysis rather than commentary per se. Exactly. Okay, so what, what benefits would they get from that data? Well, it is, as you said, it's, it's the insights if you are a hardcore sports fan it doesn't matter if it's football horse riding racing basketball whatever it is fans can wax lyrical about a sports person's form from their experience and ream off the stats but what IBM has done is taken data from all kinds of sources to bring together what's called draw analysis and this produces a bit of a traffic light system to highlight how a player is likely to fare in the competition and Kevin explained how exactly this works. It all starts with data. So that's the st all of the experiences that we're talking about is all driven by data. So we're collecting that data at the side of the court. But it's, you know, it's collecting the, the direction of the serve, the speed of the serve. Is it a forehand, a backhand, the rally count, how the point is won? Is it a forced error, unforced error, etc.? So lots of data coming off the court. Um, and so we've got a combination of different data types and we talked about a bit of that in the other room. Um, so we've got data about the players. They all come with their own unique data set, height, weight, their match history, etc. But then say there's other data sources we use like the Hawkeye player and ball tracking. Start to combine those. And then we've got unstructured data as well. So there's a massive information about the players out there in media, um, in magazine articles, on social. That is all, that's all a factor as well in terms of you know, some of the insights that we can produce. Um, so that all gets fed into this, this stack. Um, with products like Watson Discovery, we can go and mine that, make sense of it, and then that gets incorporated into the algorithms with the structured data to produce those insights that we then put out on broadcast. So obviously the TV graphics. So here you've got, we, we produce um, something like 100 different graphics for the BBC. Then ultimately, of course, it's a decision between the commentator and the producer as to what actually gets shown up on the screen, but we're making those available to them. Because of the broadcast, the live matches that go out, it needs to be fast, it needs to be accurate. That's why we're still using people at the moment. They're, they're good tennis players, they're interpreting the game. Um, and we have did multiple levels of resiliency and backup. There's a team of three on the show courts that are doing that. One calling the shots, one capturing it, one doing the rally count. Um, so they very much work as a team and, and connected here with the team so if anything was to go wrong on those show courts um, this team can then carry on pick, collecting those stats mm. from the video feed. 
Yeah. So what you're looking at is computer aided AI to predict the outcome of the match. And I could see how that worked. I was I was watching, say, the third set with Djokovic yesterday mm. and it was uh one all, two all, three all, six all, and you come to the tiebreaker, and suddenly you find that Joe, uh, the really top players get in the zone, yeah. and they just win seven six or seven five. The 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 the, the tiebreak. In other words, they there's something about their mentality that they just don't mess it up. Yeah, and that's where the AI comes into its own because it can analyse every second of tennis someone like Djokovic has played. They can feed that in, but then they also use what's called unstructured data. So that could be magazine articles, YouTube clips, their social media feeds to really add that extra layer of understanding around how a human behaves in certain scenarios. So if it is a tie break and if it is a bit of a nail biter, the AI will then use data based on previous performances and other insights to make a call as to who's more likely to but, but in the course of a five-set tennis match, you know, suddenly you find a physio is called on mm. and you find that they've got a hamstring problem or whatever and the better player might lose. Can it take on board that kind of stuff? It can, yeah. So th- there are people, uh, and I saw it yesterday when I was sitting at the side of court three, uh, there are people from IBM who are sitting there with laptops and headsets on and they are inputting data the entire time. So if a physio is called on or if somebody goes back to grab their towel for you know the, the second time in a, a short succession, all of that information is then fed in. Okay, and you've one more clip for us? Yeah, because one of the things I was really interested in was how the players feel about being analysed like this. Because obviously, if you are a player, you might have some tricks up your sleeve. You might behave in different scenarios in different ways. But I asked Kevin Farrer and Fred Baker what the players make of the AI insights. I guess it's a fine balancing act. So we so we do provide a service to the players. So Wimbledon.com, you can sign in with you would have signed in and um, and as a as a fan, you can sign in as a player, you can sign in as a coach, and then you get different information. So one of the services we provide to the club and have done for a number of years is we tie up the stats that I've spoken about that we're collecting with the video, so that it makes it searchable. So they can go in and pull up their match, and they can say, right, show me all the aces, and they can click on one of them. It will take you to that point in the match. So that that and yeah, there's lots. Of possibilities in the future around the, the analysis and the data we're collecting to, to, to be used for coaches, players, fans um, and it's, it's the process we would go through is to see you know, and we would of course get feedback and work with them, um, yeah. user testing etc to see um, what would work and what wouldn't work. Yeah. We've, we've had some um, wonderful feedback from some of the players around the world like, and especially in the Masters where mm-hmm. they effectively can use um, the app we've produced to scout themselves and find out what they did well and improve their game for the next round so um, yeah it's not just fans that are benefiting from it Okay there'll be a full report from Wimbledon from Jess on Tech Talk on Saturday of course at 5 o'clock before I let you go my own Wimbledon experience I think everyone should put it on their bucket list to go Uh, I I went with my son about 15 years ago and I didn't have a ticket to get in and uh, I met these people coming out gave them 20 quid to get their wristbands (laughs) and my son's uh, hand was small enough to get through but anyway so we were rocked up to things oh we just went out to meet my wife and so on they said no there's no return you can't come back so I kicked up and so on eventually I was let in you're saying there's technology now to stop blackguards like me they actually cited you yesterday they said Ivan Yates is the reason we have introduced 
uh, paperless tickets and it's all on the app now so you can't you know just go, go in and out as you fancy Did you get the strawberries the champagne did you get to the centre court court number one I'm not I'm, I, again I'm not Ivan Yates so they didn't let me onto the centre court I did get a PIMS I tried a PIMS for did the you? first time yes. I go for the full jug of Pims. Like, there's no point having a glass. (laughs) Like, go for the industrial uh, quantities of it. And Henman Hill, did you see that? That's where they sit on a grassy mole and and, uh, look at the the huge screen. That's where I sat. There was people around me having their bags of cans. I sat there with my Pims, watched the screen in the sun and it was absolutely divine. You see, you get all the best gigs. All right, and you can get the podcast from uh, Lunchtime on Friday of Tech Talk. A really interesting AI developments. Hopefully it'll do us all out of a job and we can get a bit of a rest. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.